Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It is another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. Today, we're going to do a deep dive. It is going to be a deep dive around high-intensity interval training. So, uh, if you've listened to the last few episodes, you would have heard one of the last topics we spoke or, or kind of touched on was the difference between maybe low intensity, high intensity fat oxidation in relation to NEAT or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So something that's, um, I suppose, uh, one of the bigger questions when it comes to cardio, I think the two biggest questions are, uh, does fasted cardio make a difference or um, should I do high intensity or low intensity cardio? So I want to touch on um, that subject, but around the uh, scientific aspects of what's involved, what literature is out there currently and some considerations. Okay. so. Probably the um, the most suggested reason why someone would do uh, high-intensity interval training that I've heard is um, that they burn more calories or they burn calories afterwards when they're not doing anything. Now, scientifically, that is accurate. That is true. That does happen. Um, that is called EPOC. So I, I touched on it in the last deep dive episode, um, but EPOC is essentially post-exercise uh, oxygen consumption, which is basically where your body is uh, fighting harder to um, regain the oxygen that was lost during a vigorous bout of exercise. So for example, when you're, um, you know, during, say, uh, activity, you have essentially two different forms of activity on a macro level. Um, you have uh, exercise. So you've um, aerobic exercise or anaerobic exercise. Now, from a scientific and oxygen point of view, um, aerobic is obviously oxygenated and anaerobic is, is not oxygenated. So what does that mean? That means that when you get to a state of um, metabolism, and this happens in the Krebs cycle, um, it's where fat oxidation occurs essentially in the, in the inner membrane of the mitochondria. We'll come back to that. Um, but what happens is you, you have a balance of aerobic and anaerobic activity. Now, if you can imagine, as soon as you run out of breath, you, you start struggling or, or you need to, um, there, there needs to be another form of, um, you know, maybe ventilator, I don't know what it is. Um, but, but what happens at, on a, a, mic, a microscopic biochemical cellular level is that when you reach a stage at which your body or your cells do not have enough oxygen to uh, continue to uh, feed your, the, the, the metabolism, when I say metabolism, I don't mean what you eat. I mean your body's ability to make energy. 
um, you bottom out. And what happens then from an evolutionary standpoint, we have adapted to use anaerobic forms of activity or anaerobic forms of uh, catabolism or, um, or uh, energy um, utilization. And that's what happens when you do a high intensity interval training style workout. And that doesn't need to be sprints. That could be on the bike. It could be on the treadmill. Um, it could be rowing. It could be any of those things. What happens is that your body becomes starved of oxygen, which in, in a way is a good thing. You know, you're testing your, your body's uh, capability and then it flips into anaerobic uh, exercise and, uh, and activity. So when that happens, your body essentially drains its oxygen source within the cell, not in your lungs, but sometimes <laughs> depends on how tired you are. And your body then needs to work vigorously for a number of hours um, after that activity to uh, try and get that oxygen back into those cells uh, and into the muscles. So uh, th this is something that's been around for you know, 15, 15 years. Um, I think there was a, an initial study in 2005 in, um, in Australia looking at the effects of, I think it was actually titled the effects of exercise intensity and duration, um, on exercise post, uh, exercise post oxygen consumption of so, something along those lines. It's well worth researching. Um, it was a, it was an awesome paper and I basically looked at, it was one of the first identifications of maybe high intensity interval training, um, and the benefits that you may gain from that, say after after the exercise, um, obviously that's been uh, reconfirmed in in other literature. Um, since then, I think uh, the same lab did a 2008 study um, looking at excess post exercise uh, oxygen consumption. That was actually um, there's a if uh, for any females listen to this, there's a really really good um, analysis book. Uh, that is the guide to nutrition, fat loss, and muscle gain for females. Um, and that was a, a McDonald, I think it was Lyle McDonald uh, recomposition um, where, where it identified a lot of these. But essentially what they looked at was that, let's say over a, let's say over a period of time where you're doing, um, if you can get your VO max 70% or, or say your max heart rate to 80% of your max heart rate, um, that you could burn in a bout of exercise 700 calories, um, at which 80 calories of that is going to be within seven hours after. So there is some, but it isn't huge. I mean, it's an extra 10%. And I know every percent matters. However, over the, say, the recent number of years and studies that are uh, more, let's say, applicable to more trained individuals, not bodybuilders, but say more trained individuals, is you start to weigh up the positives and the negatives in, okay, you may burn more calories, but is that a huge positive? Um, now, generally, you would say yes, but what happens if your goal is body composition and then potentially you cannot recover you know, efficiently or it's um, impeding your training, perhaps? Um, all of these things need to, um, need to come into play. Um, so, yeah, uh, to be, and that, that's a very personal 
um, decision that you would make, but it's a multivariate analysis. It's not just one or the other. You know, you, you need to look at uh, the different studies, but even, even, even beyond that, you don't need to you know, be reading scientific literature to understand that if you're a busy professional working a very busy job and your, your window for um, activity is quite narrow, um, then of course, high intensity interval training uh, would mitigate let's say the the time that it would take to do that over a low intensity interval walk or whatever it may be. So that's something that needs to take into consideration, but coming back to actual performance, looking at, let's say the, the impact, or let's say, I'm going to say the negative impact because let's be real. It can be that, um, that you can have, um, due to, um, due to let's say fatigue or so bear in mind when you do high intensity interval training you burn less body fat okay let's make that very clear you 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 burn your fat metabolism is your, your fat metabolism is not as high as if you were doing low intensity steady state during and then the discrepancy is then overall the calories potentially if they were to if they were to be negated would be slightly more um, carbohydrates uh, or carbohydrate metabolism in a high intensity interval state cardio regime. Uh, I'm not going to go into the, if you want to research, look at the Krebs cycle and, and fat metabolism. Uh, and you will identify that once an aerobic anaerobic line gets crossed, um, the substrates that are used for metabolism change from say lipids fats to glucose or carbohydrates which is why which is why you would have a vast uh, a vast number of say professional bodybuilders or um, fitness professionals or um, let's say people who are doing performance-based sports have a bigger consideration at which you know maybe playing uh, a bigger role in their ability to um recover okay so as you can imagine you know if you're a you know, professional um and you're training quite frequently and you're trying to mitigate recovery um throwing in loads of high intensity interval training style sessions could be beneficial if it is more applicable to your sport or your field or let's say your ability to uh, perform in short bursts but let's say if your if your goal was a cosmetic goal of being a bodybuilder or whatever it may be you will normally see a larger number of um, say bodybuilders or fitness professionals do a lower state style cardio however then you cross a line of muscle wastage um, of course you know th there is that line um, balancing that is a very difficult one and that's exactly what your coach should do or it's a communication that happens over a over a long period of time if i'm very honest um identifying and even as as coaches even you know myself or wade or or the rest of the team there are periods of time in our own journeys that we have adapted our forms of um cardio based on that now a lot of that research was done in the last five years. Um, I think there was a 2013 study by Dr. Eric Helms, um, an amazing study that looked at 
um, when all things were considered, um, that there is a very uh, negligible difference between low and high. Now, the biggest obvious, uh, the biggest, most obvious um, change regardless is the amount of time that it takes you to do that exercise. Um, that being said, I will generally still choose low intensity steady state purely because I can still do some work when I do. I can go for a walk, I can chill, I can relax, I can de-stress. Um, I probably spend more time just kind of stressed and, and, and erratic on a day-to-day -day basis uh, at my desk than in the gym. So these are all obvious considerations to to try and balance. Um, so, so that's something that, you know, every single one of you need to look at. Um, you know, even meta-analysis that was done in the last five years, um, you know, I think it was a Keating study showed very little, uh, you know, discrepancies between both. Um, so it, it will really come down to you. And I hate to, I hate to say it really comes down to whatever suits your lifestyle because, you know, everything that I will probably ever will say, you know, to you guys is that, um, but, but that's really what it is. However, um, you know, the considerations of, um, fat oxidation and, and uh, fat metabolism, or versus carbohydrate metabolism, etc. There will be times, right? And in several studies, it's been shown that the changes that take place in in the skeletal muscle, in terms of you know the response to high intensity uh, interval state, um, high intensity uh, interval training style cardio, um, will or could aid in uh, performance if if you're in a say a performance based sport that's you know required for that now let's look on the you know the flip side of the coin if you are trying to lose you know uh, quite a lot of weight do you want to be subjecting your body your joints your cartilage your tendons to um very high intense bursts um when you're carrying around more weight than you would like not always not always and that's that's probably something that i would advise that, uh, maybe an adjustment that needs to be made when looking at whether it's actually useful or detrimental let's look at the psychological aspects of things now everyone will have a different um you know a different uh, outlook on that obviously everyone's mindset's different but there will be a large number of you who maybe need or crave that in that endorphin rush you get from going to the gym now that's very normal and for a lot of you it's quite difficult for you to be okay with not training um, or feeling like you're training okay that's the difference so you could spend a large period of time going through um low intensity walks but you feel like you're not doing um a huge amount of activity and therefore it plays on your mind because you don't actually realize the calories that you're burning on the flip side of the coin you know sometimes me more than anyone can get a bit anxious or stressed and i go to the gym for that now if i wasn't doing resistance style training then doing high intensity interval training would be really useful for me it would give me an endorphin rush. It would make me feel, um, you know, a little bit more just, yes, I've done something, right? So 
these are all things that need to be balanced. Now, the science is great, and I always try and give you that you know, scientific approach, um, but it's always underpinned by uh, you know, obvious mitigations of, say, you know, what your goals are. Okay, because, you know, and, and, and maybe where you are in your life, maybe um, what you enjoy. At the end of the day, if you can find something that you enjoy, you're more likely to stick to it. We all know that as, as, um, as clients or coaches that the, the say, protocol or, or, or the secret formula that you have is only a secret formula if you can stick to it or adhere or at least enjoy it on some level. Um, I'm bringing it back to maybe some literature that could be useful. Um, and I'm, I'm more than aware that I'm not expecting a lot of you guys to look at these studies. However, there is an enormous amount of um, personal trainers, online coaches, fitness professionals, or people who are very keen and advanced in, in this area that, that, that do enjoy looking at these. And it, I'd be lying if I said I don't have books and journals and all of these things. Uh, complete change of subject. I um, was very fortunate to get a an amazing email actually two three weeks ago to say that uh, another um, of my scientific studies has been published uh, or is going for publication which is amazing um here in the uk so yeah but maybe maybe i'm biased when it comes to the the, the scientific literature but i feel like my, my my job my role for for all of you is to uh give you my interpretation of the science mixed with practical application um underpinned by an enormous um sense of maybe a, a deeper level to to train rather than you know just going in there to to get jacked or get shredded or or whatever maybe i think it's really important that we we ask those questions like why are we doing this in the first place you know what do we enjoy most about training what do we enjoy most about you know, feeling a certain way or looking good or feeling accomplished because, you know, and I can tell you I've been there, you know, I've been there where I look great, um, you know, cover of magazines, whatever it may be. And uh, I don't really enjoy it or I don't feel a certain way. That being said, there have been times where I've looked incredible and felt awesome. Um, and I think the goal is, you know, how can we how can we find a good balance, not so that you can get results, so that you can let this journey transition into other areas or transcend into other areas of your life, you know, your relationships, your friendships, um, and all of those things. Now, yeah, another question. I lie. I said a lie at the start of the, the podcast, and it was the two, um, the two most asked questions are, uh, a faster cardio doesn't make a difference or high intensity, low intensity. That's probably a lie. I think one that I always get asked and I, it's, it's very often a genuine statement. Um, does, uh, say intimate activity with your partner count as cardio? And I sometimes laugh and joke and I say, well, well, it depends how much you enjoy your hit or your list. Um, and I think all jokes aside, I think, you know, being very transparent, which we always try to be with you guys, is a lot of, you know, our students and a lot of the men that we work with, females as well, um, want to, uh, well, uh, this is maybe slightly stereotypical, but I'm just going based on the statistics. I feel like um, there's a large part of all of us that want to look better naked, of course. Um, 
there seems to be a little bit more of that with our female clients. Maybe I think they're just being a little bit more honest than men saying that. Um, how men seem to articulate that is that they want to perform better in the bedroom. Now, there's app that I couldn't think of anything more apt to adding value to your relationship when it comes to your health and fitness in lots of ways. So that's a, that's a great why or a great reason. Now you could be single and you maybe just want to feel more confident no matter what you do or perform better in whatever you're doing. But I feel like, you know, these are conversations that, you know, sometimes just get overlooked and people think, oh, I want to join a program to get abs. Well, it, it's more, what will those abs add to your life? Will they, you know, add the ability to feel more confident in the boardroom to, um, you know, go to work and feel like you're in control to feel like, you know, you're in your forties, fifties and life's not running away from you. You're chasing it. And that's such an amazing and powerful feeling to know that you, you are in control of your life. And, and I think more than anything, be it in this business in the cover model Academy and, uh, and in fitness coach freedom, helping, uh, fitness professionals, online coaches to grow their businesses and, and some of the other agencies that I'm involved in, my, my, my absolute goal is to, is to give an, an empowerment or to show you guys that, you know, your life really is in the palm of your hands. It, it's about taking control. So I feel like this health and this health and fitness journey is, is huge in, in its ability to do that. Um, someone, someone made a comment, uh, the other day, uh, it, it was meant in a very friendly way. They said, Chris, yeah, you're very confident, aren't you? I can't remember what I said. I probably said something a bit, a bit Irish and cheeky and just kind of, uh, I can't remember what it was about. And, um, and I turned around and, and I was, and I used to always, and maybe some of you, um, you know, have different self-talk, um, say things that someone could say, uh, say, and it may kind of snag. And that used to be one. And maybe growing up in rural Ireland, I always felt like I needed to try and fit in. And, and I never could. It, for me, my goal was to always want more, uh, always want to achieve more. I've been very honest with you guys and told you that that was definitely me trying to fill an internal void um, to to hopefully achieve and and feel like I'm of a significance, um, you know, and, and that's, that's my journey. But anytime anyone would have said, you know, you're confident, it was always in a negative way. And I always used to always go on the back foot and be like, well, you know, and I said something the other day that is, is absolutely where my mindset is. And I turned around and I said, if there is a confidence that you are feeling from this interaction, that is purely based on, in my opinion, confidence is my ability to make a commitment to something and follow it through in its entirety, regardless. And I said, if you're feeling a form of confidence from me in this interaction, it is based on probably my reflection of my ability to do just that that if I say I'm going to do something, that I will do it. And if I make a commitment, it's a big thing. That wasn't always the way. I think as human beings, I think we we try and please people too much. I think we try and, um, 
I think we we fall into the trap of sometimes overcommitting, um, overpromising. I've definitely been guilty of that, and I feel like sometimes you need to be um, selfish to be selfless and say, you know, this this is my expectation of me in this scenario, um, and 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 very much a level of confidence comes from that. So if you're out there and you're struggling to lose weight every day, every week. And someone says, oh, why, why, why aren't you doing that? Why haven't you succeeded? Oh, well, all, all that is, is your failed attempts. Everything. It, it, let's just use this health and fitness journey. Those failed attempts in your life to lose weight, to, to get in shape, to feel in control, those failed attempts just keep circulating in your mind. They're resonating. They're, they're, they're ingrained in you now that when someone says, can we hit a 90% target at work? Um, yeah, we can give that a go. It's ingrained, everything. And the, f- the flip side is the beauty of something like this, that when you set your alarm at five to six, you get up at five to six. When you say you're going to have a difficult conversation, you have a difficult conversation. When you say you're going to go to the gym, you go. When you make a commitment to a journey to yourself, forget about a coach, forget about a program, to yourself, that you follow it up to its entirety. Will it be easy? No. Will there be challenges? Absolutely. That's the whole point of this journey. That's the whole point of this. Because then once you see it through to its entirety, that resonates in the form of confidence. And that transcends every area of your life. So that's a massive kind of why as to as to doing this and i would be lying and doing you all a disservice if i didn't say very clearly that one of the biggest mistakes that people make when trying to embark on this journey is not identifying a an output an exercise output that they can consistently stick to so for some of you that will be high intensity interval training for a lot of you it could be low intensity. It does not matter. What matters is that you pick, I'm not saying you have to pick one, you pick a protocol, or no doubt if you have a coach who's looking after you, that you're very clear on why it is this and this, and that you actually commit. It could be steps, it could be low intensity. I know myself and Wade chat about this all the time. Steps, low intensity, what's the difference? Uh, the last episode of the podcast will will flesh into that a little bit more, um, and then maybe it's high intensity interval training. Maybe it's you just go to the gym more frequently. Maybe you know you've got a very active job and it's you're, you're, you need to do the opposite. So this is all uh, a, an array of um, this is all an array of language that you tell yourself. Our job, our goal is to empower you by showing you what's optimal, what's practical, finding a beautiful amalgamation of both, and then supporting you on that quest because you'll need support no matter what it is, whether it's business, whether it's life, whether it's relationships, whether it's health and fitness, we all need support in some area. Uh, and very often we find that with a lot of our students, it's, it's that support in their life that allows them to invest in themselves. Forget about money, but time, love, energy into themselves. 
because without, and I said this in my story the other day, without being able to, <laughs> I said, I give you the analogy in, in the shortest term, but I, I use the analogy of, um, you know, if I love someone, someone's in my life and I want to give them a present and it's in a box and it's wrapped. And I say, I've given you this box, this present because I love you and I want to look after you and I want to be there to support you, whatever it may be. And what is in this box will add a huge amount of value to your life, right? So it will add a huge amount of value to your life knowing that you're giving the best version of you is the most important thing. It's the most important thing. Um, so I'm going to leave it there, guys. I'm going to um, you know, let you guys have a little think about what that is for you, what that is for you in, in, in your journey, and, um, and, and, and really have a look at how maybe identifying whether it's high intensity or low intensity, um, you know, you're going to be mapping that out in, in, in your life and in your journey. And, you know, unless you're fully aware of, of, of you, of what works for you, um, and what adds value to your life, be it high intensity or low intensity, that's what's going to get you the result at the end of the day. So I'm going to leave you guys there as always. Um, you know, I try not to go too heavy on the science. I try not to go too heavy on the mindset, but I think it's, it's a, it's of massive importance to look at both, um, to look at both and to try and find an amalgamation of both, even in these deep dive episodes, for sure. Um, so guys, I'm going to leave you, uh, love you and leave you. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Um, as always, I'm going to leave you with the same quote that I leave you at the end of every podcast. Make the most of today. You will not get this day again. Peace. Yo, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for um, spending some time with us and, uh, you know, improving you, improving who you are, um, be it, you know, your physical body, um, you know, maybe your mindset and, and all of those things. You know, our goal is to add as much value as possible to those of you out there who want to change your lives um, and, you know, who really want to take it to the next level. Um, as always, there are multiple ways that you can, you know, get involved or learn more. Um, if you click below here, you will see you can grab a free arm guide, free glute guide. Um, you can jump inside our Facebook community, which is popping right now. That's where we put, you know, all our daily uh, info. You get all of our eBooks, and uh, you know we've got three lives a week. You know, it's pretty busy in there. So if you guys want to take your training uh, to the next level. Uh, there are some ways you can do that for free. Um, you can also book a, a, a free cover model strategy call with me um, and we can jump on an absolutely free call. It's not a sales call. It's literally just, you know, uh, where you are, are you stuck? Um, how can you get to the next level? Um, I only do a small number of those a week. So there's a link below. You can jump in. Also, if you want to uh, grab my 21 day cover model shred, that is the exact routine and workout that I used for the 21, 22 days leading up to my first magazine cover. Uh, supplementation, training, nutrition, cardio, uh, everything's in there. Um, hope that's been useful. Um, as always, if you have any questions, drop me an email, chris at spearmanfitness.com. Um, hit me up on IG um, below. I've also put the link to my daily LinkedIn articles, um, which are going to give you uh, a little bit of science, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of insight into what goes on in our world. 
Um, other than that, thank you for listening, and I hope you're having an awesome day. Peace. Too